Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Rugby with Pads. We're going to jump straight into it today. This is going to be our fancy A to Z, our fancy glossary. It's not an A to Z, we're not American yet. Um, and this is going to be part of the fancy beginner series which uh, has the fancy 101, 102, um, the draft 101, 102 and um, the around the league updates on both pre-season and off-season uh, shows as well. I'll put a link somewhere uh, down there to a playlist which is going to contain all of them if you want to have a listen to just that just before the season give yourself a refresher a few hours of, of stuff just to give you an edge um, right we'll start with beginning of the alphabet a adp adp is a an acronym which means average draft position now what it is is a number um, a rank that gives you the idea of where a player should or shouldn't be picked it's a consensus across all drafts, all mock drafts for a particular time. It changes all the time. People go up and down in ADP value based on how in vogue they are. Um, Gabe Davis last year went massively up when everyone thought he would be uh, be brilliant. And then he was just a bit meh by the dip, guys. But it's a really good way of looking at players' um, value and how people are perceiving their value. Um, it's like stocks, <laughs> I think. I see it like a stock market. Your ADP goes up and down. There are guys who always stay at the top. There are your blue chip players. And there are guys who spike based on a bit of news, a bit of gossip as well. So um, ADP is a really interesting uh, metric uh, for you to take a look at. Moving on, funnily enough, to B. Um, B is for bye weeks or bye mageddon, bye apocalypse or any of those. A bye week is a week where one of your players, one or more of your players, doesn't play because just like in the regular in the regular NFL, they aren't available that week. Um, that they, they don't have a matchup. There is a rest week. Bye weeks can cause a bye mageddon or bye apocalypse when you have lots of players in a particular week that aren't playing. My advice would be to plan ahead. Um, not too much. Don't don't, don't change your draft strategy because. There's a load of good players who are playing, you know, who aren't playing a game in week seven, for example. It's very early on in the season. It doesn't have to affect your, uh, your, your season entirely. But uh, just look out for that if, if you ever get a chance. Always know what's happening in your roster. Um, C is for commissioner. We've gone over that in, in a lot of detail in um, 102. So what I want to talk about is a different thing. I'll talk about ceiling. Um, ceiling is a term which defines, and, and I'll... I'll do this at the same time as floor as, as well. So I'll take C and F at the same time. Um, but a ceiling and floor are the range of outcomes for a player in a particular week. And you sometimes get people referred to as floor players, so guys who are really consistent, but you aren't going to have spike weeks. Um, I'm trying to think of an example there, but you know, a, a very consistent pass. Do you know Smith last year was a really good example of a floor player who had a really good floor, but really wasn't going to spike up. And then you have ceiling players, players like um, Mike Evans was a really good example last last year. He was fantastic in, in the fancy playoffs, but he was nothing up until that point. And uh, you get players with high ceilings, high floors, low ceilings, low floors, and players with a big wide range between them. So um, a ceiling is a really important thing to have in, in a fancy because you want to shoot for the stars um, in your later picks. Um, D is for drafting. Um, can be really important. Drafting is where you get all your players each year, whether it be in a rookie draft, um, in dynasty format, or it's in um, your your main draft in your redraft formats. Drafting is really important. We'll do a whole episode of that, and that's why I wanted to drop this in whole episode of of that coming up um, in the not too distant future. E is for eliminator. Now, again, it's a it's a something that. I've started playing this year, in fact. An eliminator is a type of league where each week the worst player, um, statistically, uh, you look at the points, gets booted out. Uh, it's a really, really cruel, 
cruel, cruel type of game because you could be out in week one. Uh, you legitimately could, but it winds it down until there is one player left um, at the end of week 17 and they hoist the title. Um, sometimes you get deferred, you know, so make it last all season, but yeah, it, it depends how, how you're going to be doing that um format in your own league but um eliminator is a league type that i'm trying out this year and listen out for that on the pod this year f is obviously for full we've already covered that but i'm going to uh cover free agents now free agency is is interesting um we've talked about fab in the last episode in the fancy 102 but free agents are sometimes when players are available not on the way of why they're just free for all and that quite often happens in leagues on Sunday mornings, um, all players become freely available potentially. If someone has a, a last-minute gap, you, you, you haven't set your lineup, it's just a way for people to add players. But be careful because free agents are exactly, are exactly that. They are completely free to everyone and it's first come, first serve. So unlike the waiver system, which has a priority free agency, um, it's a bit messier. Um, now, we are going to look at G for gambling. Now, I don't want to talk about gambling in the sense of putting money down. I want to talk about gambling on about gambling on a player. Now, gamble is in in fancy sports is exactly that. It's playing someone who is potentially um, high risk, high reward, but maybe is against a consensus. I would encourage everyone to take a gamble during their fancy playoffs this year, uh, or no, not, not even necessarily fancy playoffs, but during their fancy year this year. Um, in one week because you never know you just might a land on a player that you have a bit more confidence in uh after that and b you might actually destroy an opponent and get them to doubt which gives you an upper hand moving forward h is for handcuff a handcuff is a player that is tied to the fate of another now a great example is running backs who's the who's the next man up effectively in uh in uh, the guy who comes to to mind here is alexander matterson is the handcuff for dalvin cook if dalvin cook goes down and is is not able to play through injury and is really important in um in running backs because they get injured a lot if he's not able to play alexander madison is going to come up he's a handcuff having a handcuff on your squad will go over draft strategy and makeup is sometimes an advantage if you've got a really key player so christian mccaffrey really he's, he's got really high dry high draft capital probably going to go 102 potentially 101 um this year if you've got his handcuff elijah mitchell it gives you that level of of comfort so it's not all or nothing with with him you've got a, a kind of decent backup and a decent handcuff and good handcuffs are really hard to find and you know what it, it, these days because of the scarcity of good running backs in the league Sometimes those backups, those handcuffs are actually held by someone else. And that's something that you can use in your own, um, to, to your own advantage as well in trading uh, with, with those players. I is for injury reserve. IR is, uh, or IR. Um, IR is a spot that can be used in your lineup to have an injured player, but not count against your roster, which means you can continue to hold on to him week on, week out. Um, but not play him um now there are lots of different rules and ways to manage ir um, i work in some of these where suspensions mean you're IR eligible you someone that you just have to be out sometimes they're on the pup list or whatever not just officially on ir which is a a much bigger deal in real life nfl but the ir spot is really careful and some leagues don't even have it at all so what i would do is advise you at this point to go and have a look at your rules and uh, see what how how the IR is used. I use it to a huge advantage a couple of years ago where um, 
I kept I got Calvin Ridley on, on pup when he was unable to play unfortunately that didn't really work out for me because he didn't play for the rest of the season or the season after that so maybe a bad example great example this year would be um, John who's in, in our dynasty league is has got uh, Jameson Williams who is suspended for six games you can hold him on IR hold another wide receiver that's maybe not as good but can fill a gap for him at least a little bit and then when he's off IR he can release him back into the squad without having to drop him now, Jay was a difficult one for me. There's not many Jays in um, fancy NFL, NFL, yeah, in fancy football. So I've gone for jumbo offense. It's more of an NFL term. Now, a jumbo offense is a two tight end package, and it's only really relevant in certain teams. And I think something that's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how tight ends are used across the league. Now, there are a lot more two tight end packages being seen across the league when people play when teams want to run more effectively you get two extra blockers potentially or if teams are wide receiver poor uh, an example comes to mind of the patriots um they use two tight end packages and one of those tight ends or both those tight ends are always going to be eligible to catch it there are some very complex rules in the nfl about who is eligible to catch the ball but ultimately jumbo offense two tight end packages and it's maybe more in vogue in your fancy rosters this year with two tight end packages simply because tight ends might have a bit more value this year in some places and there's a bit of a consensus switch to whether you actually draft a tight end high or leave them uh, let low and stream them um, which is what i've done throughout my career i might be switching tact a little bit there right we'll take a um, a quick break as we're a fair few letters through the alphabet and uh, we'll give it a bit of a breather and i'll see you back on the other side Right, competition guy time, guys. Um, rules are on the screen as you see them now, but part one is we're trying to drive subscriptions to rugbywithpads.com. You can find all the information here, but for every single subscription you uh, make from £1 a month, you can get all the benefits that you would do on a normal Patreon. But if you, as you go up, you can also get merch with it as well. And this is how we're selling our merch that you've seen me wearing during um, some of these YouTube videos as well. If you enter for as little as one pound you'll be entered into the competition there's bonus entries for higher tiers as well now we'll announce the uh, uh the winner of that on the pod once we've got a minimum of 10 subscribers and then part two comes in so get ready already go to youtube.com at rugby with pads click subscribe and comment on any of the videos and there's a fair few we we, we announce we we bring out the videos at the same time as we do on spotify and apple podcasts and you'll be entered into a competition to in, win either a t-shirt or a pop socket. It's free, but we must make sure that part one is one first. Let's drive that traffic over to rugbywithpads.com and the draw announcements will be on the pod. I'll keep you updated uh, with what we're doing and put some stuff on socials. Right, back to the pod. And we are back just like that. Um, and we're going to go with K for keepers now. Keeper is a, a really interesting bridge between redraft, where you get a new team every year, and dynasty, where you keep the same team every year. Keeper is, is someone you would elect to keep year in, year out. Potentially, you might have a different keeper each year. There might be rules behind that. And um, I mentioned it because I'll be talking about my leagues in a bit more detail this year. And I've got a great keeper this year. I am keeping my man, my guy, um, Justin Fields for the year. He, I have him available to me as in exchange for a 15th round pick because I picked him up off of waivers last year and he will be my keeper. And keeper is a really interesting way to give you a bit more investment into a, a redraft league. L is for luck. Now, um, 
<laughs> luck is really important in fantasy football, but um, it's also uh, something that helps you <laughs> immensely, immensely. It is probably the biggest component. I mean, you can strategize and strategize, and that's what we do here. We try and eliminate the need for luck as much as possible. But at the end of the day, if you want to win a championship, you need a bit of luck on your side, but you can create your own luck and you can create your own, own luck, subtle plug, by listening to this pod. Now, M is for mock drafts, and we are going to be going through mock drafts loads and loads and loads and loads and loads this year. Um, we're going to be doing at least four, I think. Yeah. Um, so watch out for those. Um, mock drafts are really important, and I would always advise you do at least one, at least one, if, please. If, if this is a, a petition out to uh, to the masses, if you can do at least one mock draft of your main league, then you will be in a much better position to understand what's going going to go on and who is going to be available where. If you don't know where you're, where you're drafting, I would always recommend to draft or mock draft, which is for the, I didn't explain it very well, but um, a mock draft is a test. Uh, yeah, you, you test based on the, the scoring formats um, and, and the format of your league, whether you're going to, you know, who's going, likely going to fall to you at those positions. It always falls apart in the actual draft a little bit, but it gives you an idea and a bit of steer and a bit of strategy. But that would be my one plea to you is if you don't know where you're drafting, draft at the start, draft at the end, draft at the middle see what happens, see whether you like it and see what kind of players are going to be available. Make a few notes. That's all we need to do. I do it to, to you know, end up. I do a mock draft at night when it comes into draft season at the very least, maybe twice. Um, but uh, yeah, mock drafting is really important and it's going to form a really important part of this show as well. Now, N, I, I, I debate though this because again, there's not many fancy football terms here. But of course, N is for the National Football League, the NFL. But I think I'm going to change it a little bit. And it's going to be no room for error. Now, I say no room for error because there is a lot of room for error during the regular season. You, you play 14 to 15 matches. You know, you can lose a fair few and still make it to the playoffs. But when you get to the playoffs, when it's single elimination, there is no room for error. And that's why you need to listen to someone like, <laughs> like this show to, give you, to make you as informed as possible and to eliminate the factor of luck. Yeah, see, it all, all loops in around this L to N range. And you know what? I'm going to continue on with that as well. O for opportunity. Um, the opportunity to pick someone up who someone else drops is vital. So I would always recommend to keep your eye on the waiver wire as well. So look at people, what, who are people are, are dropping as well. There are some great pickups available. A couple of years ago, uh, one of my friends picked up Derek Henry because someone mistakenly dropped him, even though he's only going to be unavailable for a couple of weeks. Did massively well, and he didn't end up winning. Did he end up winning the league? End up winning the league the year after. So, um, you know, it, it worked out really well for me. It was a dynasty league. So, um, yeah, opportunity knocks. Um, you got to hear it. You got to. You got to be. You know, ready when opportunity knocks is is probably the uh, the message there. That was a really really weird uh, way of saying that. Let's move on to P. Um, P is for PPR, and we're going to be talking about that a lot. Yeah, we've already talked about it a bit in the Fancy 102, which I'll link in the uh, description below. But PPR, points per reception, is the way to play fantasy football. I am playing in only one league where it doesn't have a PPR element, and that's from history more than anything. So PPR is the way to play. It has become the standard. So probably next year, we don't even need to explain it in, in our uh, Fancy A to Z. Now Q. Q is for questionable. I bring this up because questionable is the worst status that can be aligned to a player. Questionable could mean anything. Questionable could mean a 50-50% chance of playing, basically. 50-50 is not, not worth risking on it. So, you know, I, I'm always really, really annoyed because 
questionable means that they could play they could be amazing or it means they could be a, on the field for a few plays i mean they're not in there at all and always be wary and look if you see a player with q against their name look why and make a judgment call yourself where they're actually going to play and look at their history of where they've actually played when they've been questionable in the past right um we'll take another quick break and, and go through the last uh last chunk of letters here we've made good progress and uh, we're rattling through so uh, i will see you on the other side and just like that we are back once again and we're gonna go r for there's a lot of things i could do here that aren't particularly interesting but regular season now the regular season is between your matchups between week one and 15 or depending on when your um your playoff starts could be going to week uh, 15 and 16 as well um remember no one lets anyone play on week 18 we'll go into that close to the time but uh, the regular season is what gets you into the championships uh, or into the contentious or the contention for the championships into your playoffs effectively you don't have to win every game in a regular season and you'll see that there aren't many teams that go 15 and 0 if they are they've they've done something great or uh, their league mates are rubbish um probably the latter more than anything but being a regular season champion gives you uh, a, an edge on everyone else um moving into playoffs because you are the one to beat and you have confidence in your lineup you you probably you know you've you've tuned from a position of power so regular season and winning it is really important in fantasy football to get those championships that is probably my one key piece of advice is try and do as well as you can the regular season if you have to drop a couple of games it doesn't matter too much but it can give you a, a psychological edge i guess s well it's obviously sunday night football no they're not going to go into that we, we're not going to we're going to go back to uh something that is fancy related we are going to go into streaming now streaming is not how you watch watch it um although for many of you in the uk maybe it is how you watch it i watch everything on game pass so um but no streaming is uh, a term where we are hunting on a position which is another one so i'm using using um terms inside terms we are forgoing giving value to a position to stream the best guy available uh in, in on waivers in that in that uh week now most people stream kickers and defenses because there are lots of them available and they hold very little value and very little sway in your um, fancy lineups but some people also stream other positions tight end for example has become a, a very popular um, position in recent years to stream and we'll we'll look at it a bit more in, in detail when we're coming to roster construction and we'll do some workshops around that but yeah always keep bear in mind that it's okay to stream a position just as long as it's not going to kill your team week in week out now um t is for one of well you know what it could be thursday night football but no instead we're going to talk about trades and trading being one of the key elements of fancy football that you don't get in your kind of traditional british brandy football the, the the premier league trading is really important uh, to making your team good it's even more important in dynasty where you're stuck with your team effectively and you need to work to get into a a better um position or at a better posture for your team but um, trades are really important and most importantly, most, most, you know, even better, they're fun as well. And you know what? I'm going to uh, link um, a, a interview with a tradeaholic uh, with, with Dan, who is a regular contrib contributor on this show um, as well. So we'll, we'll link that in the description um, for you go, to go and talk about how fun trades can be and, and do a bit of a breakdown of them. And if you're interested as well, we'll do a bit of a breakdown of um trades uh as well in our dynasty league based on our dynasty draft report which uh will be either be out now depending on when we're going to release things or will be out 
Either way, I'll link it in the description. U is for unfair. <laughs> this whole sport, this whole whole uh, fancy football thing is unfair because you are going to get done over at one point or another um, by fancy football yeah, but, but by, by the fancy football gods it is incredibly incredibly um unfair uh again because you know all it takes is for your guy who has been consistent week in week out in your final final game in your championship to fluff it or for otherwise someone who's you're playing against who hasn't done a thing who has to start to have an amazing breakout game Rashad Penny uh, a couple of years ago won me a couple of titles it was unfair for my getters but I rode that luck um, massively as well so yeah it's an unfair game because you can't predict things and for those of you who think you can you can have a good steer of things and you can get 80% of it right but that 20% that will be the unfair bit now, V is for, you know what, in some cases, it could be Victory Monday, you know, celebrating your victory ahead of all the games being played. You're so confident you're ahead. You uh, you, you crack open a beer on a Monday night and just uh, just watch the sport. Just, just, just watch the game just for the fun of it, not because you've got anything tied to fancy football. But instead, I'm going to look at volume. And, and I think volume is really important in fancy football because volume is key, especially when it comes to running backs. Now, Volume is, is just the number of times, it's what's the English definition, the number of times that person is going to touch the ball or interact with the football. Volume is really key for running backs because the more volume, the more times they're going to you know, break tackles, the more times they're going to get in the end zone. But it can be a double-edged sword because more volume for running backs means more risk of injury as well. So it's worthwhile looking at a player who, who gets a lot of volume, who is involved in the offense a lot, but involved in a positive and efficient manner. So it's going to be really key, especially when we come to uh, analysing who we want to draft this year. So you know, keep an eye on that as well. Um, w is for waiver wire. Uh, the, the waiver wire is incredibly important. It's where you pick up your players week in, week out the, to rotate your team. The team you draft is not going to be the team you end with. And all of my championship lineups, team I've drafted, has only been maybe 50% of what I end up with, what I actually win with. So using the waiver wire effectively is really important. And listen to our Thursday shows, our Monday and Thursday shows in season, Monday ones especially, um, for uh, big waiver wire tips each week. X, there's not many things that start with X, so I've gone for X factor. And X factor is that je ne sais quoi that your team has or a player has that's going to win you that championship that you can you know, rely on and, and that you want to, to bank on. So X Factor is really important in fancy football. Um, you can see maybe I was running out of things to talk about at this point, but we will go with Y is Yak Monster. Um, yak means yards after the catch. Um, effectively, uh, a guy who can catch it short and, and get lots of receptions, who's available all the time. I want to ask some Brown, Cooper Cup, both really good uh, examples of that, you know, who play in the slot and can just go and go and go and go and go. And they will catch loads more. They will get you loads more points and they'll just start multiplying um, after the catch. Debo Samuel is a great example of that. There's loads of great people. And, um, you know, having a yak monster in your team is uh, is really, 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 really fun <laughs> when you just see him catching it behind the line of scrimmage and then going for 30 yards and just watching your opponent cry as those points rack up and finally zed um we, we will do something on the zombie league which is going to be really important so listen to that but i want to talk about zero rb and zero rb is a strategy for drafting that i'm going to try out in a couple of leagues this year now zero rb is when potentially you're in a position where there are going to be no decent no no top end um running backs available to you so you wait and you wait 
and you wait some more and then the fifth round comes around and you continue to wait and you pick players up in that rb dead zone um where where people have already got a couple of their players there's not much value what you're waiting for is someone later on the season to have a bit of a breakout now the idea behind zero rb is that while people are all spending their picks on high-end rbs who could well get injured you are looking to secure the bag with more consistent players people like kelsey who are always going to play week in week out uh, wide receivers who are less injury prone quarterbacks who are really going to make a difference and win those positions and when you've got that, that running back it, it doesn't always doesn't matter to your team and you can start streaming running backs or picking players up who have the opportunity to break out elijah mitchell was a great example of a couple of years ago when he broke out for the 49ers after being a sixth round draft pick Isaiah Pacheco last year for for Kansas City Chiefs. There are loads of good options to play zero RB, but it does mean sacrificing a, a very very important position, and uh, it makes means putting you in this headspace, which is sometimes perhaps a bit uncomfortable. And that is your A to Z, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to keep it brief this episode and not do too much grandstanding. Um, as always, you can support the pod in all the usual ways. RugbyWithPads.com. Find me on all the all of the um all of the socials and uh, at rugby with pads um thank you to all of our supporters that we've got through rugbypads.com through buy me a coffee really appreciate it and uh i'd encourage you that the competition is still on so go and have a look at that episode and i might drop it in the um in the dine in, in the middle as a, as a mid-roll on this episode as well but thank you so much for listening and i will see you all on the virtual gridiron